1: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Here for this Monday, the 13th of February in London. Coming up today.
2: Tensions ratchet higher. US fighters shoot down a fourth flying object.
1: Uprated. Economists believe UK data will push the Bank of England towards further hikes.
2: Bidding for investor confidence, the Adani conglomerate cuts its growth target in half.
3: Goldman chief on job cuts, CEOs return to China and a call for UK pension reform. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus a crude instrument.
1: Oil prices retreat as slowdown concerns vie with Russian supply cuts.
4: That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts.
2: Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll.
1: And I'm Caroline Hepger. Here are the stories that we're following today.
2: Three objects have been shot down over North American airspace in as many days in the wake of the downing of an alleged Chinese spy balloon over US territory. American aircraft shot down the latest object above Lake Huron in Michigan on Sunday night. US Assistant Secretary of Defence Melissa Dalton says it's not yet clear what the latest objects are
0: we have been more closely scrutinising our airspace at these altitudes, including enhancing our radar, which may at least partly explain the increase in objects that we've detected over the past week.
2: One thing Dalton's department are clear on, the first balloon spotted was a Chinese spy device provoking a new round of tensions with Beijing, the incidents shining a spotlight on China's surveillance programmes.
1: Now here in the UK, wage and inflation data are set to fuel further Bank of England rate rises. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts
2: reports. It's a key week for data on the UK economy. Two separate reports are expected to highlight that consumer prices are still rising at a double-digit pace and the companies are increasing pay at the quickest pace on record. The data will likely support hawkish policymakers at the Bank of England who want to keep their foot on the monetary break. Elsewhere, two separate surveys out today suggest businesses plan to cut hiring as the economic outlook darkens, but staff shortages mean they will pay record rates for the staff that they do need. The Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development says that planned pay rises are running at the highest since the data started 10 years ago. BDO's Business Trends Survey reports that output fell for a second month, reaching levels associated with a shrinking economy. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Geta conglomerate has halved its revenue growth target and plans to hold off fresh capital expenditure. Bloomberg's Annabelle Droolers says the group will now aim to grow by up to 20% for the next financial year
0: earlier assumption had been for revenue growth of 40 percent capital expenditure that's also saying it's going to be scaled down now so the priority is really just fo- focusing on conserving cash repaying debt and also retrieving those pledged shares because even though Adani group has denied those allegations in the Hindenburg research report we've still had that huge market reaction in turn and the losses here north of 100 billion dollars still of market cap erased.
2: Annabel Driller says the retreat is a marked turnaround for the tycoon and re- reflects the significant impact that Hindenburg Research's report has had on the conglomerate.
1: Now, the death toll across Syria and Turkey has risen to 35,000 people, with many more still unaccounted for. The head of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adnam Gabriosis, has visited Syria's capital, Damascus, and issued this appeal. We
0: need to take the response to the next level to reach all affected populations in all areas.
1: Dr Tedros spoke about the disaster as Turkish authorities have stepped up their investigation into the impact of potentially shoddy construction work. 134 contractors have been investigated and at least three people have been arrested so far. A Turkish business group says that the economic losses from the quake could top $84 billion.
2: Oil prices have retreated as concerns about slowing growth continue to offset Russia's plan to cut supply. Investors remain wary that the Federal Reserve needs to keep pushing interest rates higher to tame inflation. That's in spite of OPEC+, Plus confirming that it won't boost production to fill in the output gap left by Moscow those are our top stories this morning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, more on the story around those floating objects, not really even sure whether they're flying objects, actually. Uh, And it follows, of course, the very first spy balloon that was shot down by the US alleged Chinese spy balloon. These objects, of course, have have got a lot of attention because they've been shot down uh, on a series of days over the weekend. The US, though, and I find this perhaps extraordinary. Should I? The US has not ruled out out that these objects that have been shot down over North America were aliens or extraterrestrials, admittedly. Oh, good. Yes.
2: It's it's nice to start the week with something like that, isn't it? Well,
1: look, the question was put to the general and he basically said I'm not ruling it out. So it's it's not as if he used those terms. It was a reporter asking the questions. But you know, keeping an open mind was their view.
2: Indeed. I'm sure why not. I have to say my eye was caught by this piece by our colleague, Philip Aldrich, about as he calls it, the UK's 17 Billion pound bank of mum and dad, uh, yes. uh, which is you know a kind of flippant way to talk about something that is very serious in terms of the inequality yeah. of how wealth is being transmitted between parents and children. Um, it, when people are helping out their kids buying houses or look you know, the doing southeast their
1: home. of England, I mean you know you, you just fall over people who uh, have needed the help of the older generation to get on the property market. Only a you know swift look at the property prices uh, shows you that. But I thought it was very interesting thing that Philip Aldrich crunched the numbers um, reported on the IFS that was looking at this 20 grand is apparently the kind of average that's going from parents to adults kids (laughs) <laughs> Let, let's not go there. No, but the other thing is it's inequality, but it's also that it's um, that it's white kids that are much more yeah. likely to get this money. You know, um, children from uh, other ethnic backgrounds are far, far less likely to get that kind of financial help. Very important when we talk about inequality in Britain.
2: Yeah, white young adults, t- more than twice as likely to receive a gift than a black adult and three times more likely than a Pakistani or Bangladeshi. That's according to the latest figures um, from the Institute for Fiscal Studies. Okay, up next. Next, uh, we will have the Goldman chief on job cuts, CEOs returning to China and a call for UK pension reform.
0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th.
4: The paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers.
1: And Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans is with us this morning to discuss the headline in the Financial Times. Leanne says Goldman Sachs chief tells partners he should have cut jobs
3: earlier. Yes, indeed, Caroline. Good morning to you. So a bit of a revelation today in the FT. Now speaking to about 400 Goldman executives at a closed door meeting over in Miami, David Solomon said he had made this big mistake by not cutting jobs in 2022. The chief executive actually took full responsibility for being slow to reduce headcount and also investment. And he says this was when it became clear a significant business slowdown was going to happen or would happen. According to the FT, Goldman waited until January. We obviously found that out last month to cut 3,200 jobs. Mm. But it would have not been so aggressive if action was taken earlier, according to the newspaper. Now, Goldman's net profits in 2022 fell almost 50% from record earnings in 2021. Now, this was due to lower investment banking fees, markdown at its asset management business and also losses in its financial tech division. So a whole host of problems there. And Solomon also told partners that the number of leaks to the media was actually also damaging to the bank. So somewhat taking some responsibility for not reducing headcounts sooner, but also saying, you know, the media did play a part in damaging the reputation. Okay,
2: in the Wall Street Journal, Leanne, the headline from Apple to VW, CEOs gradually returning to China after its reopening. Yes,
3: indeed, Stephen. Good morning to you. So top executives from these big multinational companies are now returning to China. And this is as the country emerges from COVID zero and says it's open for business as its economy struggles. We know it's almost been three years that China has been pretty much closed. And this move comes despite tensions following the appearance of the suspected Chinese surveillance balloon over America. And as you and Caroline Mm. were just discussing in the top stories there, we also know that other incidences have happened since that one. And the first visit, according to the Wall Street Journal, was from the Volkswagen chief executive. And the Apple CEO, Tim Cook and Pfizer CEO are also expected to visit China next month. And then the Mercedes-Benz Group chairman is also planning on going over. So, lots of them heading over to China now that things are starting to open. But despite these bilateral tensions, US commerce with China has actually been on the rise. And policy and business experts said major trade and investment ties do tend to withstand political ups and downs. So, that's why all of these big um, executives are heading over really to China as well, things there do ease slightly. It must be two or th- three years, right, that those execs have not been over to China, yep. obviously
1: because of the pandemic. Anyway, last um, story. This is also quite interesting because we're talking about inequality. This is another thread of that story. The Times has an opinion piece uh, about the changes to taxing pensions needing to be sensitive, but that
3: they should happen. So what's this piece in The Times? Yes, indeed. So Paul Johnson, he's the director of the Institute for Fiscal Studies and says private pensions are the biggest component of household wealth here in the UK. Now that's even more than your own homes. And writing the Times he makes the point that they need to be taxed appropriately but that any change has been met with a wall of harsh criticism. He says that means we bake in injustice forever. So pretty harsh Mm. words there really. And he gives this number of examples, Caroline, of why the system is unfairly generous to the wealthiest and the oldest. He says it favours those with big employee contributions and it can be an effective vehicle for avoiding inheritance tax too. And Johnson says the tax systems for pension is costly, unfair, mm. complex and he also calls it an unholy mess and he says ch- uh, changes need to be both careful and gradual. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because obviously Johnson Johnson
1: is, is well known for kind of making this sort of statement that around inequality, but that he's picking up on the pushback against any changes to pension reform. And he's saying, look, you you can't kind of protect the older generation forever because it is at the expense of younger people. I thought it was a very
3: interesting piece. Thank you. Yes, saying that the younger generation has to come up with the cash.
2: Right. OK. Leanne Garens, thank you very much for that review of the newspapers this morning. Now, the U.S. has downed three objects in the air over North America in the past three days. Another was reportedly spotted over a Chinese port city. The unidentified aerial phenomena have heightened U.S.-China tensions after the Biden administration dubbed the first a spy balloon and sanctioned several Chinese aviation companies. For more on the story, we're joined now by Bloomberg Senior Editor Bill Ferries. Bill, good morning to you. Um, What do we know then about these latest objects that have been downed over over, um, North American airspace?
4: We actually know very little at this point. We don't know. uh, The U.S. isn't really describing them in great detail uh, and they're certainly not saying where they think they came from. Uh, One thing they they do uh, seem to be admitting or or saying is that uh, they are reviewing airspace more carefully and they're noticing things that may have Perhaps slipped by them in the past. But in terms of whether these are similar to that first balloon that was shot down off the coast of South Carolina, we're not getting enough information to be able to say that at all. We don't know that they're even military or uh, spy craft of any kind at this point.
1: Okay. The U.S. has bl- blacklisted the entities involved, though, in the first balloon. What has uh, been China's response?
4: Well, China, you know, China's response has been all over. If you go back to the early days where they, they just said this was a, this was a weather, a climate research balloon that that got a little bit off track in the winds, uh, to turning around and saying that the U.S. response has been kind of over the top and is and the U.S. is hyping the incident. China is now saying um, they will respond militarily if uh, they see any incursions in their airspace. And they've, uh, at least a local paper in northeast China has now identified some sort of balloon or object it says is off the uh, off the coast of Qingdao and uh, and that it may have to uh, scramble its military to take care of it. We don't know what that object is. The government, Chinese government so far hasn't uh, said much to confirm that report. Uh, And we certainly don't know if it would be a U.S. uh, U.S. balloon, Japanese balloon uh, or something entirely different.
2: Uh, Billy, you alluded to this already, but it it does seem like they're not balloons are not uncommon historically, but it seems like we're hearing an awful lot more about them now. Um, what is contributing to that, and and I suppose what what can we deduce from the fact that we're we're talking a lot more about spotting them now?
4: We've learned we've all learned a tremendous amount in the last week or two, I think, uh, about these. Yes, I think I think on the one hand, yes, it's true there are there are things floating up there. Uh, that maybe the, the militaries in all these countries weren't paying that much attention to. We do know, you know, universities, uh, NGOs, research groups, they do all kinds, of, uh, all kinds of studies of the upper atmosphere, and they launch uh, balloons and, and related uh, things like drones uh, uh, to study this all the time. Um, so we don't know mm. if we're just noticing something in a level of the airspace Uh, that wasn't getting paid much attention to before. What it means, I think the bigger picture is it just shows with the U.S. and China how fragile this relationship is. Secretary Blinken canceled his trip to Beijing and and I think both sides had looked at that as an opportunity to maybe restart uh, relations that have been frosty uh, going back into the Trump administration. Uh, yep. That was easily put off, and uh, and we don't know when that's going to restart. And I think um, politicians on both sides are are kind of taking advantage of this situation uh, to sort of hammer the uh, hammer China from the U.S. side and hammer the U.S. from the Chinese side.
1: Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke.
2: And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day. Right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe.